Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. To my left? Mo. To Mo's left? <laughs> Trip Durlington. And to Trip's left? Tony D. And we are talking about how not to get noticed as a DJ. I got it. You, can- you got the answer? Yeah. Well, be a DJ. <laughs> 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 this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it is kind of the, the eternal struggle, isn't it? Yep. With, you know, getting noticed and then finally people... Uh, maybe get noticed and it ends up being for the wrong reasons. And so we want to talk about maybe what some of those negative reasons are why you might not want to get noticed. Um, Before we get into that, we have a couple of voicemails. We have one from Angus Barnes. Hi there, passionate DJ crew. Um, I'm 14 and from Australia. I really like listening to your podcast because it gives me a place to feel like I am involved in this kind of conversation about DJing and I've had a long-standing interest in electronic music and DJing of the sorts. But uh, none of my friends or family are really into it and so when I try and talk about these things I don't understand it. So I'd just like to thank you a lot for um, giving me this place to feel like I'm part of an interesting um, conversation and environment and I really like the content you guys make. Wow, okay, so 14 and from Australia. That's yeah. really awesome. It no just doubt. shows our, our reach is expanding. That's pretty cool. We've got international audience. Yeah, no kidding. So we're glad our message is resonating with, with all kinds of different types of DJs, all different ages, all different countries. That's really cool to hear. And we thank you for sending in that voicemail. And it's easy to relate with that, uh, with that whole thing when, when, when you have that passion for something and everybody else. And you kinda, want to share it with someone? Yeah, and yeah. everybody else kind of looks at you like, uh, either I don't know what you're talking about or. <laughs> or you're creeping me out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's exactly what this show is about, you know, is to be able to have a place for us. Right, right. <laughs> to find other us. And not creep people out. And, <laughs> <laughs> or annoy them to death with, you know, or our spouses or whatever. <laughs> but that's really cool how you did say you felt like you had a place to go. And that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and we hope you stick around. Uh, we have another voicemail from our friend DJ Serato. Yo, what's up, guys? DJ Serato, Phoenix, Arizona. Happy New Year, David, Tony, Trip, Mo. How are you guys doing? Um, you guys mentioned for us to like call in and like let everyone know kind of what our new year's resolution is for 2017 um mine is to make um my setup and tear down a lot faster um i know you guys left some wonderful tips on that the last time i called in thank you so much for that and um yeah i took your advice on that bought like three thousand dollars worth of shit and um yeah it's gonna make a major difference i think setup should only take like around 35 40 minutes now so um looking forward to that also um i'm listening to an audiobook man i really want to put that out there um i think for djs uh all of us that have like a life you know and even for us that don't i mean the book's called um seven habits of highly effective 
People by Richard Covey and it's an audio book man you can listen to it on your way to work or back from work or whatever when you're in your car since uh, I don't have a lot of time to read I do have time to listen but yo man I hope you guys have a good year and uh, you take care later all right, good to hear from you, DJ Serato. So just for those who may not be aware, a few episodes back we talked, to, he sent in a voicemail about wanting to kind of optimize his setup and teardown as a mobile DJ. It was, it was taking way too way too long, and so we were given, you know, tossing in different tips and stuff about that. Um, I hope you didn't get the impression that we tried to get you to spend $3,000. Yeah. So if there's a <laughs> Mrs. DJ Serato out there, uh, we didn't tell him to do that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. DJ Serato. I wonder if he went out and just purchased mon- or, uh, powered speakers. That could be. Yeah. Yeah. That was one yeah. of the big things we were talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah. We would love to know maybe what some of those are. but uh, Or send us a picture of what you did. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe you can help somebody else out with your efficiencies. Um, that book, uh, Seven Habits, I've, I'm familiar with that. I've never read it. Right, um, right. But sounds, yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, one that a, um, a friend of mine at work is really trying to push me to uh, to get uh, into my queue is uh, uh, the four hour work week. Uh, mm. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Yeah. yeah. And I admittedly haven't read it or, or 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 had any exposure to it other than just kind of looking up the synopsis. But it seems to be like one of those things where it's like taking things like those effective habits and and uh, trying to you know eke out automation. And efficiency wherever you can, you know, to try to, you know, build up the machine that, you know, uh, that feeds, you know, these parts of your life, you know, generating your income and all of that stuff. And um, that way you can focus more on either your next project or having the extra free time, you know, instead of being the 40 work, you know, the 40 hour work week slave and stuff like that. So, yeah, I like the, uh, the audio book suggestion too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm right there with them. I don't have a lot of time to read. I don't do a lot of reading of books, but I'm really into podcasts, obviously, and right. audiobooks and things like that. And that's how I like to consume content. And so I'd, I'll definitely look that up. Yeah. I appreciate that suggestion. Yeah, For sure. The military, that's something that they introduce to us really early in our careers mm. as we become managers and leaders. So that's, some, that's what I'm familiar with for going on 20 years now. Nice. Now, one that I did read, and none of these books are directly related to DJing or, mm-hmm. or right. music at all. But um, there's a book by Eric <laughs> Reese called The Lean Startup. And uh, it's more oriented around, you know, creating businesses and things sure. like that. But uh, I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but there's this it centers around this concept of the MVP is what they call it, the minimum viable product. Right, right. right. And so basically just creating whatever you need to get your proof of concept and get something moving and making those little iterative changes to just get going instead of, uh, what do they call analysis paralysis, you know, just sitting around and doing nothing in (laughs) it. We like to call that the agile process. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, great to hear from you, man. And, uh, we appreciate the shout and, uh, hope it keeps going well for you and hope that, uh, whatever you bought was a good choice. We we didn't get you in trouble or drain your bank account. Right. Right. Or or get someone else upset at you. (laughs) All right, so I would really like to talk about our main topic here, which is how not to get noticed as a DJ. So um, we talk a lot about what you should do. What are some things we shouldn't do? What, in other words, um, what what comes to mind for me is ego, and I'm sure that we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
do you guys want to kind of jump in here and talk about maybe some some things, some some bad reasons to get noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we want to turn it into a bitch session, sure. <laughs> I think one of the things that like that leads to people not getting noticed, especially now, is is DJing today is a lot different than it used to be. You know, um, we've talked. Uh, a lot about a lot of the things we're going to talk about today from another angle, you know, but, you know, taking it into the context of taking it into the context of this show or this episode, you know, we, we've talked about the, the low barrier to entry of the market now. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, you know, the equipment that you needed alone was a barrier for a lot of people. I mean, you know, two turntables and a mixer, you know, if you wanted anything that was, you know, even half the quality of a technique turntable was still going to put you out, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And, you know, even the by the late 90s, what were those DJ in a box things were still, you know, running, mm -hmm. you know, a thousand. thousand. Yeah, it was, mm -hmm. it yeah, a thousand to a couple thousand, depending on what what brand you were going with. Um, and, you know, so now, yeah, you can still spend a couple thousand dollars on a single piece of equipment or you can spend a quarter of that, you know, on some decent, competent entry level stuff that yeah. you can actually, you know, put in your backpack and take it to a gig. And, and not only that, but uh, music is all over the place all over that the you place. can get for right. free or almost free. If you know, Well, and that's and, the other side of that. You yeah. know, you it know. was probably my biggest expense. We're buying 12 Absolutely. inches, especially the style that we played was all imports. You had to get, right. yeah. Yeah. 10 and bucks it, a pop. 10, 12, sometimes 15 bucks a pop. Yeah. And Plus that's shipping. Well, for me at that time, I was living in another country. Right. So the exactly. stuff that I was trying to get, I had to get from Europe to Japan. Right, right. And thankfully, yeah. my parents were military, so the cost was offset a little bit, but sure. I can only imagine what it would have been like on the economy. Sure, sure. But, you know, and, and back then, you know, 12 inches, you know, it, it was a, a finite, you know, amount of quantity, you know. So, like, if somebody ran 100 copies of one record, well, then those 100 copies were it. You know, even if it was a couple few thousand of something, you know, or, you know, whatever. But once it's gone, it's gone. Or once it's consumed by all the DJs that are out there, it's gone. Um, unless you just happen to find it in a bin at a, at a, <laughs> at a, at a thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... So this is kind of a situation where if if everybody's a good DJ, nobody's a good DJ. Is that kind of where? I, well, because it moves the bar, right? Right, and and that's kind of where you know, yeah, the the bar has been moved. You know, because you've got everything from you know, relatively inexpensive equipment to technology that helps do you know some of the core fundamental things that you know? Well, and I'll just say it, you know, with the sink. You know, we've talked about that however many times and not to start up a debate, but if you have a sync button, you don't have to know how to beat match, right? Like, I mean, right. it, and I'm, I'm not trying to argue for or against it, just saying that that's a fact. That's, the, that's where we are with technology today. You know, so yeah, so if everybody's kind of at that same bar, regardless of what your actual skill level is, you know, well then that allows bad DJs to get as much attention as good DJs. So what... What do you do in that in that point? And we've talked about it before where it comes down to value add. You know, mm -hmm. what else are you doing to set yourself apart from everybody else? Because in, in order 
to keep within the context of this show, you know, instead of saying, here's all of those things that we've already talked about that you should do to not be that. But it's, you know, one of the, the, the top things is just laziness. Mm. Once somebody pulls that, that, that controller out of the box and, you know, picks out, you know, 50 bucks worth of beat port credits and, <laughs> you know, and then goes and hits a stage. Like, I mean, you know, anybody can hit the sync button. Anybody can do that. And once you get, and we've seen it, we've all seen it time and time and time and time and time again, yeah. this new DJ comes up and they kind of make a little splash on the, on the local scene and they get a, you know, a good 20, 30, 40, 50 of their, you know, friends. And then all of a sudden word gets around, well, who is that? And then they get lazy and then it's like, and then they trickle out, you know, yeah. because and then they're like, why am I not a superstar? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're doing the same thing that everybody else everybody can do. Else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And you're not, you know, honoring the craft and practicing. It's, it's one, it's a perishable skill. You know, if you don't continue to, to spend, whether it's in your basement or at a show, small, large, medium, whatever, you're you're losing. Right. And even in the context of, of marketing yourself, you know, yep. that's the that's another, you know, reality of where we are in the in the current climate is you, you you basically have to find creative ways to market yourself. That doesn't mean that you you know, you try to sell garbage to people and polish it up and I mean you still have to have Spam. A, you still have to have a good product, <laughs> but what, how are how are you um, showing that to people? What you have to offer, right, right. you know, and and it's a sea of noise anymore. Absolutely. You know, everyone is glued to their phones and social media and stuff, and it's hard to stand out. Well, even even for us in the context of of the podcast, I mean, we're <clears throat> DJs talking about DJing, you know, and and there's not a huge market for that. But even just us trying to push our message out there and put it out in like, you know, message boards and, and, and DJ groups and stuff like that. It even what we are offering, which is vastly different from listen to my mix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's still vastly different and yet it's still incredibly hard for us to, you know, keep that reach growing, Yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I think, that's one of the hardest parts for people now when they get into all of this and they're like, well, I can, I can beat match. I can mix, I can do this. And I've got all these hot tracks and blah, 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 blah. Why am I not a superstar? And now that everything's <laughs> easy, people wonder why it's not so easy. And the facts <laughs> are right now is DJing is a fad. It's become a serious fad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, after yeah. that fad wears away, just like the fans that go to the shows, the ones that are, you know, air quote, I'm a DJ now will soon go with that fad and it'll all go away. But the ones that are serious will stick around, you know, and we'll, we'll, they will weed themselves out. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It helps when you're, you know, um, passionate about this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't use that word. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, but talking about it in that context, it's funny because when I decided to get back into it after my kids were older mm. and my wife was gracious enough to say, Hey, you know, go at it again. I really quickly understood why everyone was a DJ. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying like I got back, you know, on my, on that controller for the first time and figured it out in five minutes. Now, granted it took me, it was, the learning curve was less severe than the first time around, mm -hmm. you know, in the nineties with the vinyl and right. there was right. no beat counter and there was no sync, you know, and they didn't even have the BPMs written on the labels sometimes. Right. Right. And so then 
when I got this mixer and I was able to see what I had to listen to before, now I had extra sensory information. Mm -hmm. So being able to beat match was significantly easier. You know, the pitch control was all there. And the one my controller had probably about three or four separate pieces of equipment that I wouldn't have had to lug around previously. So I was just like, you know, I was amazed at, I was like, okay, now this makes sense. This right. is why everybody says, well, I'm a DJ now. Cause <laughs> it's, and, and I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying what, well, where we come from, right. you know, in the mid nineties. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I definitely don't want to knock anybody, but we all were doing it before it was the cool thing. Right, right, right. And and, 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 and I'm glad that it's cool. I'm glad it's getting the totally. attention at 100%. I'm not mad at it. That's I'm why we can to, do the show. That's yeah, I'm right. not trying exactly. to talk down exactly. on it by any means. But, you know, it, it back in the day, you know, when, when we were playing the top 40 clubs, nobody cared about the DJ, what the DJ's doing now. It's, that's right. Everybody cared about their drinks and the and the hips they were grinding, for sure. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> you know, but now... And will, you, and, and will you play my track? That's all they want. That's all they wanted us for. But I'm also, uh, at the same time, I'm glad that DJing is getting the recognition so people really look at us like, wow, these guys are really doing something. They're not just... Pushing play. You know, right. sagging one song to the next. They're really it's just doing the same it. as anything else that becomes this accessible and this technologically advanced mm -hmm. and enhanced it's you know not only has it's given an opportunity for really creative people and really not so creative people right. at the same time to be able to do this right right so there's an opportunity for really cool things to happen and there's an opportunity for a lot of boring noise yep and mm -hmm. that's just the way these things go and well, that's okay case in point it, photography like, yeah, yep. yeah. I, it, like i mean that's that's another industry that you know you've got you know classically trained photographers that you know uh, that lived in dark rooms you know actually mm. taking the camera out and snapping pictures and you got an iphone 7 with a 7 gig right. camera and yeah. photo plus exactly exactly <laughs> you know i mean you know going into going out and actually snapping the pictures was only like five percent of the process for those people you know most of it was all what happened in the dark or yeah, after first. the fact mm -hmm. and you know now it's all about these you know you, you know like your rebel ti's and all that stuff that like can take these phenomenal photos and then you can still do whatever you want with Photoshop, right. you know, like everything, you know, and, and that's all great stuff. But, you know, it, it, that transition still has a lot of like, and I'm using air quotes, real photographers, you know, that are yeah. in the same boat as the whole like hashtag real DJing kind of, you know, mentality. And none of that has to take away from the art of photography. That's it right. just gives not so artsy people an opportunity to do it too. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And, you know, I, I was a, I was taking a lot of photography courses when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like you just said, spending hours in a dark room trying to make this bad picture that I had. Yeah, shaking up chemicals. Oh, yeah, yeah I did it. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, getting in, like shading the light because I something was, was blurry. Great. I thought it was awesome. But it was like so that. cool that you could get in the nuts and bolts of how to produce like a really sweet image. But then when I've tried to do stuff on the computer, I, I get kind of bored with it because I don't understand it because I'm maybe i have add i'm one of those serial killers i have to touch things so <laughs> like in the being in the dark room you know you had that 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 palpable sense of i was making a difference by either making it darker or brighter or changing the aperture and all sure. that and all that other stuff so for me that's where the the, the touchy piece of it you know mm -hmm. the physicality the physic yeah there you go the physicality that's a john madden word i think <laughs> yeah the physicality of everything you know? i used that from going to digital djing back to cdjs because yeah. i wanted to do the physical part of djing right right imagine, so. yep. uh, can we talk a little bit about internet presence because there's so much that you can do wrong there <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> most people do most of that wrong. I was going to say, let me just preface anything that I say with, I have not been a success at doing so. Like <laughs> I, like I've got a lot of opinions and I've seen, you know, some things that work and I know what annoys me. So, you know, but me personally, like I, I, I don't have an artist page on Facebook. You know, I have a SoundCloud, but like I, I notoriously neglect it. Like, you know, I've got little bits and pieces of me on the internet. So when somebody says, Hey, where can I find your mix? Or, Hey, where can I find your tracks? And I'm just like, check out my SoundCloud, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. maybe when people are listening to this, like in a year, that won't be the case. Right? Well, maybe we'll, well, we'll nudge you into I know, right? I, I'm in the same place with all, we probably all are. It's, it's so hard to keep up with all that. Yeah. But one thing I can say, since what we're talking about is how not to get noticed is that I myself as a fellow DJ, a fellow artist and somebody who used to regularly promote shows, the last thing you want to do is to send out the same generic email blast or private message or any of that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. uh, every now and then, especially since taking on this show and I may be shooting myself in the foot here, but especially since coming on this show, I've, I've been a little bit more, um, open to listening to people's mixes when they send them to me and stuff like that um, and providing feedback and things like that because it's it's a kind of a different platform. Mm-hmm. It's not just somebody trying to get on at a show and it's not, you know, it, just somebody I know trying to, you know, push out their mix and, you know, just, you know, playing the numbers game. If I send it to 200 people, if five of them, you know, uh, share it, then that's that many more shares that I get. You know, these are actually people who have put some, you know, mixes together. They listen to us on a regular basis. And then when they, they take the time to really put themselves out there and, you know, send something, then I've, I've tended to pay a little bit more attention to those. But that being said, <laughs> like the worst thing you can do, like, and I mean, it's not just us in this room. Like it's actually like, um, uh, like record label executives and stuff like that. Like, uh, the guy who runs simplified records, he said, if he ever, like he has, uh, I'll pull up the article and we can link it in the show notes where he says, here is how not to send a demo, mm. Mm, Nice, <laughs> like, you know, and all that stuff. And, and, it, and it's things like spamming and sending things that are not personalized, you know, so like yeah, just taking those lifeless a, emails. Yeah. Like yeah. a generic cover letter that, you know, isn't appointed at anybody other than just you to know, whom it may concern. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and those are the types of things that it it, it all just does. It becomes noise. Yes, it does. Uh, be me being a promoter as well right now. I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, uh, just to throw just to throw it out there, I have probably three hundred and fifty four friend requests in my inbox right now that I haven't even seen or I probably don't even look at because I'm I'm over all that, mm. but. I have DJs hit me up all the time, and when I don't respond to you, don't get mad at me. I get a lot of attitudes because I don't respond to them. Mm-hmm. But you know, don't take it personal. You know, push me a message every now and then, but don't constantly send me a bunch of messages. And then when I don't respond, get mad because I didn't respond. And especially take that and then say, well, this person's an a-hole because they never responded. Yeah, they go you know, out and they rub me my name the wrong way because I'm not responding to them. And it's not yeah. really like that. Right. You know, it's it's you definitely don't push it down somebody's throat. Right. Yeah, that, that's something I've dealt with a, a little bit 
too, since starting Passionate DJ. And that and that just getting the very generic message. Like sometimes people will send an email or, or a Facebook message and it'll just be a link. Mm-hmm. Like no text, no anything. Yeah. And I'm, why am I going to look at that? Right. When you get 10 or 20 of those in a row. Yeah, I help moderate a couple of uh, Facebook pages from various stovepipes. And that's the most annoying thing is I get a message and it's just a link. Yeah. Like what? And they, and, and they keep sending. It's usually the same people. There's times now when, when they're not your friends, Facebook sends it into a message request. Right. And yeah. I don't ever, I didn't even know that it. existed until probably a month ago. And I had a pile <laughs> Laundry list, of, yeah. Yeah, you know. So, Meanwhile, they're out there talking smack. Yeah. Me and Tony D's jerk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely don't take it personal. Just <laughs> slowly ease them into it, you know. Right. Yeah, there have been, uh, <clears throat> been times where I've gotten messages that not only are just links, but um, they're very obviously... Uh, a blasted email that they sent to a bunch of people. Right. Copy and paste. Right. Yeah, and so, like, for example, sometimes we'll get SoundCloud spam. Trip, you've probably seen some of this. Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, hey, I really like your music. Can you blah, 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 blah. And immediately we know that they did not listen to our show because this is not a music show. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely times where it doesn't affiliate or people send you stuff and you know, not to be rude or an asshole about it or anything, but it may not even be pertinent to the show. Yeah. Same thing with our show. You may be some type of DJ or you play a specific genre that won't even match with any of the shows I have coming up. Right. So don't take it personal when I, I can't book you or I feel like that doesn't match with my show. Right. So you mean you there's know? not hot local girls that want to meet me? <laughs> <laughs> there may or may not be. <laughs> Hold on. I got to send some text messages. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Oh God! I don't even remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh. You know, when it when it comes to managing an internet presence, it really it really helps to think of it as it, treat it the way you would a business, right? right. And it, businesses do this wrong all the time too. So I guess we should clarify. Oh, but I mean, right. you know, you. We talk about all the time, like you are a personal brand all yes. the time, whether you're trying or not, you are your personal brand. So how are you coming across to this stranger that you're trying to well, promote it, yourself to? Exactly. And, and, and your personal brand is nothing more than an official <clears throat> term for your reputation. Yeah. So if you weren't a DJ, you know, how do you interact with people? You know, if you weren't on a business, how do you interact with people? Are you going to act with integrity? Are you going to, you know, address people by their name? Are you going to, you know, try to find those common links and common bonds and and, and really try to connect with those people? And, you know, there are some businesses that, you know, and of course, there's a certain point once you get so big, well, then, you know, you kind of have to address masses, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a personal connection every time. But until you get to that point... Every single person matters and every single handshake matters and every single, uh, you know, every time that you send a piece of correspondence, then yes, it is dear Tony. (laughs) 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 I see that you have these, uh, you know, humongous shows. I would like to play for you. 
I noticed and that you've been playing such, or been putting on such and such kind of shows. Exactly. That fits well with my sound. Exactly. I think you might be interested in hearing exactly. this particular mix. That da, 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 yeah, that some something like that goes much further then than just listen to my mix. Yeah. yeah, and I was going to piggyback off of that where people fail to get noticed when they communicate in quant quali- quantity versus quality. Right. And. You guys are you're hitting that right on the head. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee you will get a lot more out of five carefully crafted personal, you know, messages, phone calls, or even you know, working your network to get introduced to, you know, five people that you know you want to have those types of connections with, and 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 build that relationship with then 200 email blasts out to just whoever you know it, it, it it's not cold calling it's not telemarketing it, you know the numbers game doesn't work the same way when you're trying to you know yeah. It, it may work when you're selling windows or something but <laughs> <laughs> and realize who you're selling your product to yourself too because when you know somebody like us at three-dimensional throw shows and you have you know mike donovan that does his volume mike's looking for deep house djs so if you play deep house then that's who you want to kind of push yourself towards but we do mixed genre stuff you know you know what kind of shows that we do then you realize your stuff is going to fit our show then but don't just yeah you know if i play mumble rap if yeah if you play if you're if you're bass heavy (laughs) dj and you know you see Volume Deep House Fridays are doing great at their shows. They're bringing headliners, but they're bringing Deep House DJs. They're not bringing bass DJs. Don't promote yourself to, you know, Mike at, you know, at volume. Yeah. You know, just realize yeah, who you're know, pushing yourself to. Know who your target <clears throat> is. Right. Yeah. Instead of, uh, you know, throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall, seeing what stick. One of the things that I notice about DJs that I just, I, I end up not wanting to touch them with a 10 foot pole, you know, especially when I was throwing shows is that, you know, a lot of people don't understand that this is a business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's, there's a business aspect to all of this. You know, when I was throwing shows, I mean, I was throwing smaller shows that might have cost, you know, a couple thousand dollars. You're talking like the scene at large is, right, a, is right. a business. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, and I mean, even 15, 20 years ago when we were doing this stuff, you know, a couple thousand dollars or, you know, one of the biggest shows that I ever threw uh, with with uh, with a group of partners, um, I think our budget was like close to 30, you know, and it, it maybe even more than that. I mean, it, there was just so much going on. And... You know, by the time, you know, people start showing up at the door, you know, if you've got 3,000 kids outside that are willing to pay $25, $30 to get in your door, that's business. <laughs> like, that's a lot I, of nickels. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Somebody getting shot if you mess with my money. <laughs> like, <laughs> allegedly. Alleged, allegedly. No. <laughs> no. Um, For real, someone will get shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <there's> someone. <laughs> um, so all jokes aside, um, you know. That's real money. It is. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. real money. And it's real money for everybody that is involved at any kind of a level. And so you as a DJ, even if this is just your hobby, if you're just a tourist in this whole thing and you're just, you know, you only come out when you get booked or whatever. And and you know what? I'm just as guilty as the next person for not coming out and supporting every single show. But at the end of the day, all this is business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when you've got a DJ that, you know, 
even if this is, you know, just a hobby for you and you only come out when, when, when you're booked and, and you don't have any of these other like meaningful relationships with people and you don't help support them in whatever it is that you do. And then you just show up and you're demanding your couple hundred bucks. And you know, there's just, you know, there, or if hell, if you're even lucky enough to get a couple hundred bucks, you know, there's, there's just this, there, there's a certain faction of people out there that are just out there to get whatever it is that they, that that they're trying to get out of it and with no respect or regard for the other people out there that are really risking their ass for this stuff, you know, like, you know, for example, not to put him on the spot, but you know, Tony and Billy, you know, with 3DM, they put on the top notch shows in Dayton right now. Like they, and they've been doing it. How long we've been at it? Three Three years. years. Yeah. You know, and, and not once, not once have I ever asked for any money. They have always paid me, and, you know, sometimes I dip out and don't let them pay me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because because it's not about money when it's about my crew and when it's about, you know, support, yeah, supporting people that have been at it literally for decades and, and really are about building something, you know? Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you, that you have to be in that kind of, like, you right. have to have a crew, but, like, we were, uh, before we were recording, we had a little dinner meeting, and Tony, you know, said something about, uh, for him, it's, it's, it's not that, you know, well, you don't support us, so screw you. It's, right. it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. If right. you're not right. around, right. you're not around. Right. And, and... And that's that's the frustrating part is that when people, you know, are all like, you know, they think that it's an ego thing from the other side, too. Right. Well, no, it's literally sometimes it literally is about the money. Like, you know, you need to be there to help support the people who are putting out uh, who are putting in all the risk. Yeah. And, and not to not to, you know, be, again, an asshole, but we're putting out a specific product. Right. And I'm. I'm I'm going to book my talent and my DJs that are the you know do and in my opinion are at that level of performing and putting on a good enough set that I don't have to worry about. I don't have to you know say oh well like, this guy is gonna you know he's gonna do this or she's gonna do that you know i know what i'm getting you and you, know? you can't book every one of the five thousand djs in the tri-state area that's no, just not I, I, that doesn't work out i wish i numbers. could i wish i could still you throw know? a rave that went 15 hours long in four <laughs> different rooms because i'd book you all if i could <laughs> you right, know right, there's right. plenty of room but when you're doing um a one-room show with five time slots and and you're booking you do five or international ten acts. Mm-hmm. You know you have to put on talent on those lineups that are on that same level as an international act. Right. You know because at that time you know those shows you have connoisseurs. You have people that know good from bad. Right. And, and no offense paying, to anybody that's just money. beginning. Yeah. And no offense to anybody that's just beginning and don't know you know or been playing that long and. You've been playing a couple of years and you feel that you're that good, you know, no offense to you, but you might be that good, but that doesn't that's not everything either. Right. You have right. to be somewhat established to right. be able to be on that 100%. building. It's and and it again, it's it's nothing personal. You have to look at it from a business side. Again, when when you we're putting out a product, that product is from, you know, the minute you walk in the door 
And every person that's on that lineup, every DJ that's on that lineup, I want a good product. Right. You know, and I, I know what I'm booking, so, you know. Well, and, you know, <clears throat> that's the second time that you, you know, when, when, when you've been making your points about your experiences that you've brought up, um, you know, people getting mad. Mm-hmm. You know, and they and they do like they get they 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 feel extremely they offended. They yeah. they get offended. They think that I have an ego, or I'm an asshole, or I'm like literally probably one of the most humble people you will ever meet. Right. I'm quiet. I'm shy. Absolutely. I'm I'm very very passive guy, and it's it's. It's not Which personal. Why I'm not I never an thought asshole. you were Italian. All <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I that kid. comes out after knowing you for three years. <laughs> I kid, <laughs> you I know. Kid. But it's not an ego thing. No. It's not a personal thing. Well, and and you know, and these kids, they they get mad. They do, and and so that kind of segues into the next point. You know, be motivated, not jaded. You know, mm-hmm. that that it, for me, the 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 construct of that whole thing is. Be a part of the community that you want to be a part of, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you can't, I, I don't even have a good analogy off the top I, well, of my I have, head. I have a good example. Yeah. yeah so yeah. back when I was stationed in Texas, I worked with a pretty large organization throwing CrossFit competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and got involved with this company on a national level. So who, and they said, Hey, do you know people that can do X, Y, or Z? Well, hell yeah, I do. So who did I who did I who did I reach out to and call and try and bring them up with me? The people that were grinding with me, the people that were busting ass, the people that were reliable, right. and mm-hmm. the people that I knew would represent me, my brand, right. to this larger organization. I the wasn't way just that gonna, you want them to represent your brand. Exactly. Right. Like right. the people that I knew would have my back and then people that have had my back throwing these competitions in Texas since two thousand eleven, you know, those are the people that, that I reached back to. And I was like, hey, let's go on this ride together. And they're like, all right, Mo, I don't know what it is. Um, never heard of it, but you said it's legit. Let's do this. Right. You know? And and it's and it's that whole thing that like, you know, instead of you know, taking every non reply from, you know, the people that you're trying to send a message to, you know, regardless of how generic, even if you put in you know, a bunch, I, I can't tell you how many times as a producer that I have put together demo packs, every single one of those letters that I've sent, you know, I, I'd say, I, I, I don't even know how many I've sent, but I can tell you on one hand, how many that I've gotten replies back from. And that's where, you know, you have to grow that thicker skin and understand that these people are busy. Or if, if they do listen to your tracks or their, or your mixes, or if they do read your message, you know, requesting to be on, on your lineups or whatever the case may be, you know, you're just not going to be a fit for everything. So sometimes it's, you need to be motivated and take it upon yourself. Okay. I tried going down this route and it didn't work or I didn't get replies or I didn't whatever, you know, so either adjust your your approach to that to that road or make a left turn in Albuquerque and figure out your own way. So you don't just flip the table like, well, I guess that didn't work. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Screw DJ. <laughs> Stupid DJ. You know, another thing, too, when you're talking about this kind of speaks to both the, the networking and the, the social media mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it. But um, when you when you're trying to get across to somebody uh when you're when you're trying to promote yourself, I think everybody gets 
a lot of people get lost in the um uh, the braggadocia you know mm. they like this is my mix it's awesome you should listen to it because it's got the dopest beats and it's right. da, 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 da. Right. yeah okay whatever it's lit fam it's, right <laughs> It's, it's, it, it, 100 it's got plenty emoji. of that. Uh, what's that, that, that? That sound effect again? <laughs> the siren. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't it's want got your more cowbell. You, you don't want your description of yourself to be a bunch of 100 emojis, right? Like you want, <laughs> like with little fire emojis, <laughs> right? And a bunch of AF, like yeah. ex- <laughs> right. Bunch of fires. <laughs> like the the point should that's, be that's ex- be my new T-shirt. <laughs> the point should be explaining to who, whomever your your audience is, and by audience I mean whoever you're talking to, whether right. this is a uh, a label, A and R person, uh, your social media following, a local promoter, whatever. You right. should be trying to explain what you have to offer them. Right. That's what people want to know. Exactly. What are you going to do for me? And I mean, it sounds you know that's just the way it is. That's the yeah. way people are. That's the way every single person listening to this is. Right. What is this going to do for me? Yep. We are naturally that way. Right. And so if you explain to them what you are offering them and why it's a good fit for them, it's going to have a much different tone yeah, than absolutely. I'm awesome. You should you should come to me. Lit right. AF. And just don't don't think that. A good mix is going to do it. Right, yeah. right. You know, like what's, uh, you because know, you get a million good exactly. mixes, you get a million say, of them. Exactly. What's the, what's the next thing? Like why, what's the next reason that I'm looking for to book you? You know, you have a great mix. Okay, do you have a social media pool? Can you, like as a promoter, one question that can be answered is can you sell me tickets? Yep. Right. If and I'm going to, especially if you're asking me for money. You know, if I have a $15 show and I look at, you know, if I look at you, Trip, and I say, well, can Trip sell me 10 tickets? I, you want $150? Can you sell me 10 tickets? Then it's all worth it for me to book you. Sure. You know? And also, when you, when you have a recorded mix, that might show that you know how to mix. That does not necessarily show that you know how to perform at a particular night. That's right. Appropriate to that time slot and to that night and to that headliner. Well, and that was one of my biggest frustrations as a promoter back in the day was that, you know, um, you know, we may not have had sync and, and all of that stuff, but you know, we did have computers with SoundForge or audacity or whatever you wanted to use. And, you know, you could theoretically, and some people did, you know, record your mix if you mess up, start back at, you know, the previous record at a certain mm-hmm. spot and then you re-record, know, re-record mm-hmm. and then you take all of those different pieces and segments and then you just line it up and then, you know, uh, and then bounce it out as a single file. And nobody that's listening is the wiser. And that's all great if what you're trying to put out is a polished studio mix. But everybody was doing that. And yeah. when you, you know, take time you, to play live, right? And that yeah. and that was the big that was a huge frustration because especially for out of town DJs, you know, people would you know send mixes or whatever, and you listen to the mix, and yeah, great tracks, great mixing, yeah, sure, we'll we'll bring somebody on, and they show up and they can't mix. And back then, we didn't game. have video to concur with the with <laughs> the mixes, you know, <laughs> exactly. like is this guy really good? Right. right. Well, and and to bring that into now, you know, that's just kind of how it always is because. Because of the technology and, and everything, everybody can create a decent mix. Right. So that's not what you look. I think people get 
don't understand that when they're creating a mix is that at least if, if I were receiving the mixes, I would not be looking for how good did they beat match this? Right. How, what's their yeah, phrasing? It's not about the mechanics. I mean, if, if something's anymore. obviously off, we're going to notice, but you get, they're a dime a dozen. You get a zillion mixes that are razor sharp transitions. Everything's fine. That's not what I want to know about you as a DJ. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here. So when I played that show a couple weeks ago oh, the one at therapy, therapy yeah. Yeah. and like I'm up there playing live and I'm like I'm thinking to myself, damn, I sound pretty solid. I mean, there was one point where I you know I, I jacked up a little bit, but I think I recovered from it well. And agreed. then agreed. And then like three or four days later, like David recommended, I listened to it and I was like, man, this is garbage. <laughs> I was like, I sound like total crap. And, I, and those people thought those people must have been really drunk because I was getting a lot of high fives and praises and people asking me who I was. So then it, and it was I was like physically sick trying to get that file ready to send to you guys to listen to because i was like oh my god they're gonna you know i was like i don't, I, I don't this isn't me guys this isn't me uh, you know and i was super scared and i was nauseous but i was i had to send it because i have to face the firing squad sure, sure 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 and when you guys you know gave me your feedback i was like okay you, you know what i will suck less next time <laughs> you know right, right, right. And, i mean and to that piece so just because you hear someone live um also make them send in something a little bit more polished too because right. was I nervous? Yeah, because that's the first time I ever played out yeah. in this country, yeah. you know, yep. ever. Right. You know, so I mean it was a small room. It was for, you know, a friend. And I was surrounded by friends, so it made it a little bit easier. But sure, sure. you know, if Tony sees me, he's like, Hey Mo, um, I need you to cover down for me. Someone got sick and I need you to play at, you know, a mask on Friday for some big name thing. And I'll be like <laughs> <laughs> You know, you need me to do what? You know, might I freak out a little bit? Probably. But how am I going to get to that point where I can be able to do something like that for him? I got to get out. Right. Well, and, and to, to maybe uh, make you feel a little bit better. I mean, if everybody thought you sounded good and you thought you sounded good and then you went back and listened and didn't think that you sounded so good. There are two things that come into play there. One is we're our own worst critic, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. And yeah. then the other is it sounds different in the big room. Absolutely. It might have. It, it sounded fine to me when I was there. Well, and that, you I know think what that I mean? was part and of I'm my picky. feedback. Yeah. I think that was even part of my yeah, feedback. Yeah, at the very end you said that. It was yeah. like everybody seemed to like it. It sounded good live. Right, right. No. And, and, and because, I mean, you know, when you're in that environment, it is, it, it's a totally different sound in the club or in the room and um you know versus when you're you know in your own studio or in some headphones and mm -hmm. where you're able to pick up every little thing you know mm -hmm. but yeah i mean we were all there and that that was yeah i i, I thoroughly enjoyed it so yeah no worries <laughs> can we maybe uh do you guys have any suggestions on maybe some some good you know positive ways that we can promote ourselves and collaborate with people and or what about how can you overcome some of these things if you've uh, subjected yourself to these deals like if you've been the mass emailer or you've made uh an ass of yourself in public like what can what can you do to recover from that because obviously you have i mean i'm not saying you're a public <laughs> asshole but, you, but you've but no. you've told some stories in the past about how you've done some things that were not cool yeah but yeah. here you sit today i would say pretty well respected within our community I like to think so. So, I mean, um, what, what are some of those things that you did to, to turn that boat around? Well, for, for one, it's, it's reaching out. Like, like I said before, you know, sometimes it, it, all it really takes is just 
you know, talking to somebody instead of talking to everybody else or, or to anybody else that will listen. Sometimes it's just going to that person and saying, look, I got a problem or this was the, this was an issue that I encountered, you know, during this show. Um, you know, let's talk about it. Or, you know, sometimes it's, Hey, you owe me money. <laughs> you know, it, it can yeah. be any number of things, but you know, if you don't give that person a chance to say F you, Outside of the the actual event, because you don't know everything that goes on during an event, you know, especially for a promoter, especially for a promoter like there, there are, you know, a, a number there's there's a list of things that, you know, go on for promoters during the course of a night that sometimes paying the DJ is the uh, last uh, thing on their mind. Right, right. Yeah. And and sometimes if if if, if budget is over. Well, budget is over and that, you know, so you're not walking home with your envelope that night. And, and that's a conversation that needs to happen outside of the club because that promoter's got way too, if, if he can't pay you your $50, <laughs> yeah. there's much bigger problems, you know, that he's, he or she is dealing with that night, you know? So uh, number one is just always address the person that you have a problem with. Give them a chance to say, you know, kick rocks yeah. um, or to make amends and, you know, going just the there. problem with the proper person. Right. And then from there, you know, then you can, you know, you know, it take, take whatever action is necessary. And like I said, I mean, you know, for me, it, it it's a lot less about social media anymore. Like I, yeah. I used to be one of those people that thought, you know, oh, if everybody knows what, what happened. And a lot of times that that's, that's not the case. Yeah. But, uh, it just, it makes the other parties involved scream louder and then it just, it's a race to the bottom at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good communication. Yeah. And communication that's, is key in, in a lot of, well, I'm going a lot on. of businesses and a lot of scenarios, you know, and maintain your, your personal relationships or the relationships that you want to obtain with um, specific promoter that you're trying to get in with specific DJ that you'd like to talk to and gain some information with. It's just communication is key and make sure you just, you know, maintain a relationship again with the people that you want to move forward with. And, and to that point, I mean, <clears throat> it's not just communicate lots, it's <laughs> communicate effectively and, and also realizing that there are three sides to every story, right? Like his story, his story, and the and three the is probably somewhere in the middle, <laughs> right? right? And right. now, and there, there are usually other factors and you know involved that make those things happen, and we don't always know what those are. That's and, right. That's and right. our first instinct, especially, you know, we're talking about a community of people who consider themselves artists and stuff, mm -hmm. and we take a lot of pride in what we do, and it's it snap, it's real easy to that ego pops up and we, we get defensive, yep. right? Yep. And that, that defensive mode, that kind of fight or flight thing is what what causes this to escalate right. fast, right? Right. When And there, there have been conflicts like that that I've been involved in where, to where, you know, after the fact, I find out they thought, you know, something I said came across yeah. the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And once I heard, you know, I heard it back, said back to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's not what I meant at all. I see why they're, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we do that all the time. That, yeah. I, I do, well, especially with I, things I've done that, that to I you write. guys, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, especially right? with things that I write. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of times, like I'll write something and then I'll read it back to myself like, oh, man. It's, yeah, especially <laughs> text, which is why the social media thing is so important. Exactly. To, yeah, you've got to be real careful how you handle that. And that was going to be my point because um, in my line of work, you know, there's a lot of communication through electronic means, but using the appropriate style and type of communication based off what the importance, the stakes 
and the time frame you have to make that communication because a text conveys no emotion. Unless uh, you use the unless 100% you use the 100% emoji. emojis. <laughs> <laughs> or but the there's been, and even with electronic mail, like you guys listening, you can tell the inflection and the tone of our voice. And, right. you know, you can tell that we're, you know, we're putting energy and feeling behind the words that you're hearing. But would you guys be able to get the same satisfaction and enjoyment out of this product if it was all text? Right. Probably mm-hmm. not. Right, right. So the same goes with communication, especially when you're trying to do some conflict resolution. You know, sometimes you're going to have to face people uh, kneecap to kneecap and have that com- that uncomfortable conversation. And one of the things I'm fearful with uh, the generations behind me is that they lack that ability or the actual exercise of having those kneecap to kneecap interactions just because it's so convenient to text or IM or mm. email. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, ask your kids 13 and under if they even know their own phone number, you know. <laughs> Do they right. know how to write a letter? Do they know how to put an address? Do they even know how much a stamp costs or where to buy one from? Right. You know, and this is going off in a whole other subject, but the whole point being just, you know, the appropriate style, method, and means of communication, especially in situations like this when you're trying to get yourself from under that bus. You know, showing a little bit of humility in your face and your voice and your inflection and how you communicate will go miles. And I think Tripp specifically, I think that's how he recovered from some of those uh previous incidences <laughs> now, you don't have to be a public speaker by any means but definitely check the ego yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so to wrap it all up don't be lazy be motivated be a part of the community you want to be a part of and yeah check the ego at the door for sure remember out of sight out of mind show up support don't be a douche <laughs> and bring tacos <laughs> <laughs> This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week with tacos. See ya. Out. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionatedj or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. plunger in my bag, you know, and I brought up some old shit, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you I'm had like, a plunger at your gig? What's going on? I guess we need to do that show of what's in my DJ bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what's in my bag? <laughs> what's in my bag? I got a plunger for the old shit that I'm about to bring up from two years ago.